0: The 17th Annual Bankers Hall Pro-Am PSA Squash Event kicks off today in Calgary with Calgary's own Andrew Schnell set to defend his title. Bob Ballinger is the head squash pro at Bankers Hall and a good friend of mine. We caught up a bit today, just a few hours before the first round matches. That was a good chat, and enjoy the podcast. I got you, man. I got you. Good to hear your voice. You I think, too. I think it's been uh, it's been a minute since we've seen each other, heard each other. <laughs> uh,
1: I can't even remember when it was. You know, I, I I do recall, and I've said this to Darren Thompson a few times over the years that I recall he and I bumped literally bumping into you at Whistler. That would have been a long time ago.
0: Though. Yeah, that would have been uh, 19 uh, early 90s, I'd say.
1: Yeah, that good. I would say so. Yeah, I was. I wasn't living in Calgary then, so yeah, it's been a
0: while. Yeah, it's been a while. Well, uh, well, thanks for uh, agreeing to do the uh, the podcast. I, we've started already. If you don't, that's all right. Yeah.
1: Oh sure. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I know you have probably got a busy uh, day ahead of you with the uh, with the uh, pro am well, pro event starting today at the Bankers uh, Bankers Hall PSA event. Uh, but before we get into that, um, are you, uh, what are you, a Flames fan now, Bob? Am I what, Jerry? Sorry? A Flames fan now, or are you Absol- still a Canucks fan?
1: Absolutely not a Flames fan. Really? For I'm Canucks. Yep. My oh. cell phone has a Canucks logo on it, and I don't say it too, too loudly these days. Canucks aren't doing the best, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I cheer for the Flames, but
0: Canucks first, that's for sure. Yeah, that's what I figured. That's why that's why I brought it up. But um, yeah, uh, so let's just go uh, just briefly. We won't uh, spend too long on this, although we could. Um, just through your bio a little bit. You've been uh, I knew you back uh, in the junior days. You were one of the uh, the highly uh, ranked juniors, and I think you had a a, a very good uh, men's open uh, career as well. Uh, just take us through like. Uh, what were your, you know, your highest rankings in juniors and uh, in men's open?
1: Well, I, I, you know, I grew up in Victoria. Um, you know, we had as a young junior, we it was a real hotbed for uh, junior squash, not just in BC but particularly in Victoria. Yeah, and uh, you know that's really due to Phil Green and Stuart Dixon were my coaches and a lot of our coaches that came out of Victoria way way back, and. Um, yeah, I was. I, you know, I never won a junior in nationals. It, you know, it's obviously a tough, tough thing. But yeah. I, during the during those seasons in um, my last year of under seventeen, under nineteen, you know, I would have been ranked one or two. But uh, you know, I couldn't close it out. There's, you know, guys like Gary Waite and Jamie Crombie and uh, Max Withers, and you know, those were the guys who were winning yeah, my some, age categories. Tough
0: competition back then, no doubt.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, and then the, just kind of by fluke, I, after junior squash, I was involved still with squash teaching and trying to figure out which direction I'm going to go with my life. And I kept teaching. And then in DC, there were some professional tournaments starting to pop up. And, you know, I was able to make a couple hundred bucks here and there. And this is well before PSA really hit uh, Canada and North America like it has now. But as you might recall, we had a lot of. $5,000, $10,000 tournaments throughout Canada. And it was, yeah. it was the to top Canadian players, uh, playing weekend, in, weekend in, out. And, you know, everywhere from Victoria all the way through out to Halifax. And
0: serves, uh, yeah. You, you made it to Halifax, didn't you?
1: Yep. And, uh, I know it's shocking for anybody that knows Halifax. You guys looked after us very nicely out there.
0: No <laughs> yeah. yeah, we had a good, we had a good e- event that year. And then, uh, up until recently, they also had their own, uh, successful, uh, PSA event, the Blue Nose Classic.
1: That's right. Yeah, the Blue Nose, I, if I'm correct, it, it went from, you know, what we do here, a 10,000 level tournament up to, gosh, I believe it was up to a 50,000 tournament at one point.
0: Yeah, they had it up to 50, and uh, I guess they lost one of their, their main uh, uh, sponsors, and uh, hopefully they'll get it back again, but... Uh,
1: yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice to see that level of tournament back in, back in Canada for sure. Yeah.
0: And uh, so you start. You started uh, coaching, and you've been coaching for, I guess, over twenty years, Bob, haven't you?
1: Yep. You're you're kind on the numbers there. It's getting <laughs> to be into the thirties now. I'm fifty three now, and uh, um, yeah, it's been you know it's been a while. That's so that's taken me from uh, Victoria to Kelowna, where I worked at a club, a few clubs there. Yeah. Then to downtown Winnipeg, and that's when I was traveling quite a lot with squash and training and probably playing my best. And And then uh, back to BC, where I was at Jericho Tennis Club for a while, and, um, and then I've been here in Calgary at Bankers Hall Club since uh, September 2001. 9-11 was my second day here. Right, Unfortunately so so. we all remember where we were then. But uh, yeah, so I've been here quite a while now. It's been great
0: since 2001 and what uh what sort what brought you to Calgary and Bankers Hall I guess it was the opportunity uh uh surfaced at Bankers Hall and you uh you you uh you took you went for it did you
1: yeah that's right Jerry I mean it I I I was pretty happy in Vancouver you know it was nice to be home in DC Victoria was my hometown and uh I, I just got married and you know, while I was away on our honeymoon, I, I had got a, a message from Jamie Crombie, one of my best friends, and Jamie had been the pro here at Bankers, and he was saying he was moving to Cincinnati and said, "Hey, you know, I think he'd, I think he'd be great for the job here." And I was, you know, like I said, I just got married, pretty happy in Vancouver, and we talked about it, my wife and I, and. Uh, we decided, you know what, a at that time was pretty good in Calgary compared to Vancouver. We wanted to, you know, like anybody who's got married, we wanted to buy a house and where we were living in the Kitsilano area of Vancouver is pretty expensive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No doubt.
1: So Those combination of a, you know, a great club that already had a, you know, um, good structure to it for squash and built in already. And, uh, and just the opportunity to, you know, stretch a dollar a little farther in our pockets and, uh, it's been a good move, and, and uh, you know, here I am, still here, all these years later.
0: That's great. That's uh, good to hear. And, and uh, the venue is uh, ideal for an event like what you put on uh, the pro am event. Uh,
1: well, you know, like like a lot of squash clubs, um, you know, in Canada, anyways, you know, we're you don't really design a club for tournaments, right? Uh, but you know, we have a we make do with what we have. Our the club itself is it's a big club. We've got about twenty upwards of 23, 2,400 members all together, wow. about 425 squash members and that's on, uh, on four courts. So, it's a lot of people on a per court, per court ratio. Um, we're right downtown Calgary. We're a, a, a business person's club, you might call it that. Yeah. Uh, very busy Monday to Friday and uh, really active squash program. We've got uh, 16 men's and women's teams and our okay. weekly inter, inter club. We have a, 130 people playing in our club box league, which is really active and popular. And
0: How about the, uh, the city, Bob? Is uh, How many other uh, clubs are around uh, Calgary uh, these days?
1: We've got, uh, you know, there's a combination of the, you know, there's two big private clubs here, Glencoe and um, Calgary Winter Club. Right. and They've got great squash programs and good junior programs. But ourselves and Bow Valley Club are kind of the key ones downtown. Uh, World Health Club, uh, Edgemont Location, they've got a great squash program and really good junior program. Those are those are, are arguably the, the top five just, just in terms of numbers, but there's a lot of smaller clubs that are really active and you know great little squ- squash programs going on all through the city. So right. squash and country is good, it's, it's really good.
0: Yeah, good. it's good. It sounds like it's quite active there. That's great. That's right. And, that, and I, I'm assuming that's where you get a lot of support for the uh, for the uh, uh, Pro-Am event.
1: We do, yeah, we do. You know, like a lot of tournaments are, you know, the majority of our entrants in the tournament come in the amateur side, come from your own club. But we've uh, this year, as usual, we've got a lot of people from around the city playing. Uh, we've got people from Edmonton. Uh, Red Deer coming in as well. Uh, a few people from Victoria, my hometown, are here. Uh, Cranbrook, D.C. We've got people from Saskatchewan, a few from Ontario. So it's, uh, yeah, we attracted people from all over for, for the Pro-Am this year.
0: The the amateur event started uh, a few days ago, did it?
1: The amateur event started last night, actually. Okay. Uh, yeah. And we're, we use another club downtown that's got two courts, Western Canadian Place Fitness Centre, so yeah we had both both clubs running last night uh, started at five pm our time uh, ended up about nine thirty I didn't get out of here until about quarter to twelve last night so that's why my voice might be a little scratchy here.
0: you sound good you sound good <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess a few of the pros must be milling around uh, by now though yeah um,
1: some of them started coming in on this past Sunday a few days ago and um, they're all they're all in town now i haven't seen Everybody just yet, um, but I know they're all in town. And our, our pro events on the PSA side, we uh, what we do because we're a downtown club, uh, years ago I had this idea you know, I, I wonder if we're going to, I wonder if I, we could have some activity at lunchtime. I schedule PSA matches at lunch during the week. Yeah. So we have uh, four matches in our uh, first session, round of 16 sessions, starting up at 12 noon today. And then we have uh, four. Tonight and then tomorrow is the quarterfinals. We'll have two matches back to back at lunch and two at night. So that that's format really well. We, we get you know surprisingly big crowds at lunchtime. The yeah. players are always amazed. You know they're thinking, "Boy, I'm playing a 12 noon match. It's going to be in my PSA buddies watching, and that's it." But our our sponsors, our members, are just the general downtown squash crowd really come out and support it.
0: Uh, if you could just say a few word, uh, words about your, spon- your main sponsor is uh, Linear Logistics, right? And-
1: That's right, Linear Logistics. So um, Andrew Wheatley and Dean Duffin are the key guys with Linear Logistics. They're uh, they're not even members of our club, believe it or not, but they're avid squash players in the city, and I've got to know them both over the years just through them playing our tournament way, way back when Talisman Energy were our title sponsor. Okay, they, I remember uh, that. Do you remember that? Yeah, that's, that goes back a ways for us. And they, um, these two guys um, started to put a little bit of money into our tournament uh, three, four, five years ago. And then, you know, I talked to them, hey, you know, it would be great to have a title sponsor again. It really adds a little more prestige to the tournament. And um, we uh, sort of banged it out, Andrew and I, one night, uh, Friday night over uh, a little bite to eat and probably quite a few drinks. And the next morning, yeah, we had a title sponsor. So.
0: That's how it's done. Yeah,
1: that's that's right. So they've been our title sponsor now for two years in a row. This is the second year, and uh, hopefully a lot more years with those
0: guys. That's great. That's great. So uh, 15 years now, and uh, you've had a a fair share of uh, prolific uh, names on the champions list, uh, including Pilly, Cameron Pilly, Daryl Selby, is it Borea Golan, correct?
1: yeah and it's actually uh, Jerry this is the 17th year um,
0: 17th, okay
1: yeah yeah so those are
0: closing on the big two oh
1: yeah that's gonna be I mean you know what I mean we're I, I believe we're the second or maybe now the longest running PSA event in Canada um, okay. you know Manitoba open has been probably the longest running there's been a few years they haven't had had their event but you know, us in the Manitoba open have been going for a long time but yeah, those, those those champions you named, I mean, they've gone on to be uh, you know great PSA players, and you know, some of the others that have won, uh, Tommy Burden, he's now retired, Matt free from Canada's retired, Daryl Selby yeah. uh, won our tournament, Shihir Razek, Arturo Salazar won it twice, Chris Simpson won it twice, Leo Al won it three times.
0: Three times, um, yeah.
1: Arturo and won it uh, two, a few years back, 2016, and defending champion right now this year is uh, not only from Canada but from right here in Calgary Andrew Schnell so wow. pretty exciting that's
0: pretty, for him that's for your fans out, uh, I would imagine
1: yeah it really does you know he's such a great great guy you know I, I remember when he was 10 12 years old I still call him a kid but he's a great kid a great great young man and uh, obviously a great player and um, he's pretty fired up to uh, try and defend and yeah. Um, you know, and the title here, not only because he won it, but because it's his hometown as well.
0: Now, there's one uh, one name in the draw, the uh, uh, Canadian who I'm sure would love to win the tournament, the number one seed. <laughs>
1: yeah, Sean Delier, boy, he's, you know, I remember Sean playing our tournament, uh, gosh, probably 2003, 2004, and qualifying as just a, a youngster, you know, trying to follow at that time, he would have been I think we in Canada were tabbing him to be the next Jonathan Power. You know, he, he, like a lot of us, a lot of young players idolized Jonathan and yeah. he's from Montreal and would have seen Jonathan play and train and uh, had a lot of the creativity that Jonathan had and just never, re- I mean, pretty hard to follow in Jonathan's footsteps, that's for sure. But he got up to 35 in the world and uh, you know, I think he's having a little bit of a resurgence the last year. I, I talked to him last night and I, I said, "Hey, I'm really glad you're here, and you're that you're our top seed." A year ago at this time at our tournament, I th- I thought he was probably going to retire. He was really? fighting some nagging yeah. injuries, but he then won a few tournaments after ours, and he um, he led Canada at the World Championships to some really key victories to you know keep them in that top sixteen, top twelve level that they ended up at. So, yeah, I'm excited excited for Andrew because he's our our local hero, and I you know I work work and mentor him a little bit but excited for the opportunity for Sean to maybe come through and win as well.
0: Yeah, well the, the potential is there for a Canadian uh, all-Canadian final. Uh, has that ever happened uh, before?
1: No, it hasn't Jerry. We've never had uh, an all-Canadian final. Uh, you know, we've only had three Canadians ever win it, Matt Jufri I mentioned before and Shahir Razak and uh, um, never had that for our tournament two Canadians at that level able to crack through to the final but there's a lot of good young Canadians playing the tour right now, but for this level of tournament, um, you know, Andrew and John being one of the elder fellows, uh, Nick Sack, he unfortunately had to pull out of our tournament. Um, he played last year. He would have been the second seed here. Um, so we've got, you know, there's some young, young Canadians playing the, the PSA circuit and starting to make their way into the top 150, top 100 as well.
0: Uh, uh, I was look, uh, looking through the draw. I do have—I have my own uh, uh, dark horse. I don't know Who's
1: your, who are you pick Who you got?
0: Uh, the French guy Baptiste.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Baptiste has played in Calgary in the past, not at our tournament, but uh, uh-huh. Mount Royal College here um, is a really great squash facility. They have uh, gosh, six or seven courts, and they've been doing a. A 5K tournament, and he lost to Andrew Schnell's brother Graham uh, okay. two years from the final. So uh, his game has really stepped up a lot since then. So he could be, uh, yeah, he could be a threat. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think yeah. There's a few few French guys in the tournament that are, you know, could surprise a few people. Maybe not surprise people, but surprise the locals, anyways.
0: Right. I did notice uh, one name that sort of stuck out was uh, one, the wild card. Uh, is that that, uh, Jake Hooker is that Mike Hooker any relation to Michael Hooker
1: absolutely this is you know this is another sign of how old I'm getting I remember when Mike and his his wife at the time were um, expecting their first child Jake and I remember when Jake was literally a baby I remember seeing uh, maybe sounds kind of weird creepy sorry Jake I I don't mean to be creepy but yeah I probably held him in my arms when he was a little baby (laughs) that is that is Mike's uh, Mike's son Jake's a uh Jake's working um, in squash. He's helping coach with uh, Jonathan Hill up at World Health Club. Okay. And he's really been improving his game, and uh, he's become a PSA member, and he's playing a few uh, Calgary PSA events, and then he'll play one in his hometown of Winnipeg, I believe, in February or March. So he applied for the wild card, and, you know, there was a few few people I had to look at, but Jake's well-known in the city. He's, you know, he'll, he'll be competitive on the court. He's well liked off the court, so this year it was for me. It was pretty fairly easy uh, decision to give him the wild card.
0: Awesome, that's great. Yeah, that's yeah. And um, um, you
1: know, with our tournament too, you know, that we mentioned some of those past champions, but uh, you know, just a few names that you would recognize and other people that follow PSA would recognize. Some players that have played our tournament but never won. Uh, Peter Barker Peter ended Barker, up two yeah. we or three in the world at one point. Omar Massad played here. Uh, Simon Rosner, who's now in the final of the the Tournament of Champions in New York.
0: Impressive, yeah. Yeah,
1: huge win for him yesterday. Uh, Miguel Rodriguez, you know, there's four guys that ended up in the top 10 of the world at one point. Uh, Max Lee, Cesar Salazar. So, yeah, we've had quite a few players that have gone on to pretty big things on the PSA circuit come through our, our event over the years.
0: So when the, when the, when the circuit comes through, uh, when the bankers hall event comes around every year, you must notice, uh, uh, so what, what effect does it have on the, uh, on your members, uh, for the next month or two or three after? Yeah, there's, event.
1: you know, that's good. That's good Jerry. I mean, I, I, I'm sure it's like any facility that has players come in that, or the members don't get to see that level. Um, really anytime, but once a year and everything from watching them practice, you know, members are like, wow, look at this. I can't believe how hard they hit it, how fast they hit it, how tight they hit it, you know, all, all those things. And, and then it spins off. There's uh, you know, usually a lot more activity and a lot more um, interest in the game around our club. And some of that interest too, spawns um, trickles down into, Hey, where are these guys playing next? And how can I follow them on the circuit? Is there a website I can, watch them and see where they go from here and yeah. so it's not only interest created within our club but it's interest that gets created uh, for the players they see playing here on the PSA circuit yeah it's, it's great
0: yeah and um I was just I was thinking uh, I mean the, the the event's been going on now uh, you said for 17 uh, great years uh how have you been able to uh to keep it going, I mean, obviously with with good sponsors, but it, it goes beyond that, doesn't it?
1: Well, yeah, it really does, Jerry. I mean, you know, this tournament, it, it and I'm not bogeying or well, I guess I'm boasting or bragging a little bit, I guess. <laughs> you know, it's it's a, it's our it's kind of our baby at our club and my baby. At, uh, it's been great to see it evolve. When I first got the idea to sort of take this to another level, this tournament from a, a challenger event way back to a a full-blown PSA. You know, I had to find a date that worked not only in our squash, Alberta calendar, but worked on the PSA schedule. And it was like anybody who's building a, a business of sorts It you know, had to massage it, tweak it a little bit each year. And then for quite a few years now, it not only does it sell out and, uh, but it sells out early. Yeah. So we have an entry deadline, like a lot of clubs would usually a week before the tournament. That's the deadline for the amateurs to enter. Our tournament, I don't even need an entry deadline, really. We were full two weeks before my entry deadline and then a wait list to get in. Wow. Uh, so it's definitely become a real popular event. But, you don't know, just open the doors and throw posters around and, and get a great event. Um, you know, I, I believe there's a few key things to run in a good tournament. And no matter what the size of the tournament is, one of the first things I think is organization. You just have to be organized yeah. Every year, there's different little fires that are going to come up. And some of them are just out of your control. I mean, we had a, an issue with shirts this year, and you know, completely out of our control. Unfortunately, it happened. But, yeah. okay, well, we were able to deal with that and move on. And So, you know, being organized and then having volunteers is always huge. And, you know, you hear that at any big event. But you know, we've got probably 20, 25 volunteers, members that help out in various things from port control to registration and and two of them are real key. They look after all of my volunteers, one of them, and the other one looks after all the building for the PSA players.
0: What, uh, you know, what's, what's,
1: oh, sorry, what? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, you know, and then the, probably the third thing for a tournament of this size and, and bigger is an obvious one, and you touched on it earlier, sponsors. You know, uh, yeah, you know there's a lot of little costs that go into a tournament. Uh, you know, this tournament we've Try to keep the entry fee down over the years, but costs have gone up. And we, do, for give you an idea, we charge ninety-five bucks for this tournament for the amateurs to play in, and they get a shirt, and they get uh, you know the usual beer tickets, they get um, tickets to three different food functions over the week. And weekend, yeah. but our, the actual cost, you know, I broke it down. The actual cost on for that amateur player, it's it's about one hundred and seven dollars. So you need some sponsorship dollars to offset that. Yeah. As well as to do the PSA event, and you know our Canadian dollar is eh, not so great right now. Right. It probably costs us about sixteen, seventeen grand to put on fifteen, sixteen grand Canadian to put on a PSA ten level, ten thousand event level.
0: And That entry fee also would include uh, access to the uh, the pro event, would it?
1: Yeah. So what we do, Jerry, we've got a you know sort of our designated show court, and we put bleachers in behind that. Our sponsors um, have reserved seating. All of our reserved seating is either full by sponsors or sold out. But there is um, access for people to watch standing in behind to the sides of the bleachers. Unfortunately, we don't do any uh, web streaming on this. Right. We do have a feed into our lounge area so people can, you know, if they don't want to be right in the center of the activity, they can casually watch it on our big TV in our lounge. Um, so those are, yeah, that's that you know that's our our setup it's worked well every year try to yeah change things if need be tweak it a little bit uh just like any any business really
0: absolutely yeah
1: got to look at it and readdress it and look hard in the mirror and see where maybe some areas you've been weak at and try to improve on them
0: i've been uh over the years you know talking to the the blue nose uh, guys and you know the success that they had and what they uh, commented on was um how much uh, the players enjoyed uh, coming to or going to Halifax and just sort of the the unique uh, way that they set it up there for the players with uh, some of the players staying with the local uh, squash, with people from the uh, local squash community. Uh, What do the players, uh, obviously they they keep coming, so what do the players uh, enjoy about your event? Uh, uh, What have you heard?
1: Well, over yeah, over the years, there, you know, there's been some nice, nice comments and feedback from the players, and um, I, I know to start with, you know, I, you know, I used to be a player, so I kind of know what I, what I used to like when I go to a tournament. So I tried to spin that back into what I can do for these guys, and ultimately, I I've said to them over the years, "Hey, look, I, I want, I want you guys to be able to play your best. You know, I'll try and take all the worries out of." Various things. You need somewhere to, to go and eat here. We'll help you out with that. You need to, somewhere to stay. Okay, we can find a billet for you. Um, so I think it, it, it comes back to organization. You know, I'm, I, I try to do a lot of the PSA stuff myself within our tournament. We've got the amateur component, but I have volunteers looking after that. Right. I really try to let the PSA guys know, hey, this you know your court's running a little ahead of time. Keep them up to speed on what's going on get them set up with practice courts, um, um, try to shoot the shit with them a bit and get to know them as well. And I think that, that probably spins back to what the folks in Halifax do too. It's, it, it's a pretty pretty fun event for them to come because I'm supportive of them and our members are. We've got good crowds out like Halifax I know always did. And that always helps a player when there's a lot of people watching and enjoying enjoying what they're doing on the court.
0: Absolutely, yeah, and the, you're starting this afternoon, aren't you, the, the pro event?
1: We start, uh, it's, it's 10 o'clock. o'clock in the morning here right now. We start it, uh, at noon. So you've, uh, got so your,
0: you've got your work cut out for you today, Bob.
1: Well, I, you know, it's uh, it's it's fun. I mean, this is a fun part of my job. It's uh, it's definitely busy and long hours, but it's pretty rewarding when you, you see the not only the PSA players playing and enjoying themselves, but seeing the amateur players. Um watching playing themselves getting involved and and you know squash tournaments here are still the same jerry there's that social part of it that's kind of fun too at
0: nighttime yeah. so for sure for sure i miss that i miss that <laughs> <laughs> uh it's also great for you as a as a head pro i mean this is going to uh once they they see uh, how squash is played by these guys they're going to be coming uh, to the pros at the the clubs and lessons uh lessons will increase won't they
1: well yeah that's yeah, That's always nice too and uh, you know to have more people excited whether it be taking lessons or buying product or yeah. asking questions and even just yeah you know what I'm going to go play the tournament at such and such club they've got a PSA event coming up yeah maybe I'm going to go play that it was a lot of fun watching these pro players so yeah it's a win-win not only for me and The club here, but uh, just for the sport in
0: general. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now I realize you've got a a busy uh, uh, day ahead, Bob. But uh, before you go, anything, uh, anything else you want to say about the event or uh, anything connected with the event?
1: Well, yeah. If I mean, if there, if if there's anybody that's hearing this over the next few days, I mean, and you're in Calgary or are coming to Calgary, yeah find the club, Bankers Hall Club. We're right downtown. Um, You'll be able to see information on the tournament uh, through our club website, BankersHallClub.com. There's also links drawn to it from the PSA website. Um, Our Provincial Squash Association, SquashAlberta.com would have links drawn to the, the tournament site. So if you're wanting to find out when the PSA matches are on, try to hit those websites or you know, give us a call here at the club, and yeah, there's room to come down and watch. That's for sure. And uh, yeah, just good luck with you and your podcast, Jerry. I think it's great, and
0: yeah, well, thanks, it's pretty, Bob.
1: Uh, pretty, pretty excited, well,
0: uh, pretty excited a, to be number two. The prolific uh, guest like yourself. Uh, uh, it's going. This is going to <laughs> be a lot of people listening, and um, hopefully, uh, we do it again soon. Before next, uh, maybe even before next year's. Uh, this year is seventeen, right? So uh, next year's eighteenth event.
1: So this is the seventeenth, yeah. Well, and yeah, definitely in the twentieth year when your podcast is, uh, you know, hitting everybody in the world. I mean, don't forget about us here, okay?
0: I will. <laughs> well, Bob, it was great, uh, great talking to you. Great uh, hearing your voice. And uh, all the best uh, this week. And uh, don't forget that dark horse I called. it.
1: Okay, you're the fr- you're the you're the first one, and I'll. Uh, I'll keep that in mind, and if Baptiste pulls through, I'll uh, I'll make sure you. I don't sure
0: know. I don't know. It, I'll way. have him on the podcast <laughs> I'll practice my French.
1: Yeah, me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, Bob. Take well, care. Well, thanks,
1: Jerry, and yeah. all the best. Good to hear your voice again, and we'll catch up to you soon.
0: Cheers, mate. All the best. Good luck this week.
1: Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.